and welcome to this next episode of Psychics and Psychics. I'm Sean Bennett, your host, and I'm joined today by Susan Gerbic. And Susan's got some very interesting uh, stories, I think, from her background, certainly from the paranormal perspective. Susan is not a practicing paranormal person or, or a practicing psychic, but she's certainly got some experience and uh, and writes as well for paranormal organizations and books. So, Susan, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. And um, yes, thank you for joining at short notice as well. That's really very much appreciated. Just give us a, a very short flavor of the, the activities that you do, if you will, Susan, uh, that are related to the paranormal field. Well, I write for Skeptical Inquirer magazine, which is a publication of the Committee for Skeptical Inquirer. I am coming at this from the perspective of the scientific skepticism community, which is more of the James Randi, Carl Sagan, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye. Those are some of the names that you would probably recognize, Richard Weissman, that kind of community. So my perspective on this is from research, facts, not emotion. And I, my boyfriend is Mark Edward, who's written a book called Psychic Blues, which is about the business of the psychic business from the world he was involved in, in the 900 lines for years. And he is a practicing mentalist, which is a magician that specializes in the psychic world, is looking, appearing psychic, you know, seance and so on. But it is just Yes, I am... I do actually know someone who is a mentalist, although we don't communicate on a regular basis. But I think I would always describe a mentalist as as being sort of the manipulation of the mind rather than the sort of reading the the, the spiritualist or psychic connections. So manipulating people's minds to let them believe or think that you are talking with with the other right. side. As it were, and is that a is that a fair? <laughs> well, a mentalist, a mentalist is a magician who a magician. You could have a, a wing of magicians that are escapologists. You know, they escape things, and so a mentalist is a wing of magic that does psychic things. They their magic is done with a story. It's storytelling, seance, and psychic abilities and so on but it's always done with a wink and nod that it it is magic it's like a magic you know not real so the the techniques that a lot of psychics use or have used i don't think they use these so much anymore but the psychic tricks that were used in the old days in the victorian days were a lot of the same that they would be used with mentalist that kind of thing it's 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 an interesting perspective it's historical i i find it fascinating and um i enjoy it but my my expertise is actually on hot reading explaining psychic mediums and breaking it down and i always show my work so i i don't i'm not from the perspective of you know I'm not from the perspective of the paranormal believing that that any of this really is real. I'm I'm waiting for the evidence. So I yeah. guess we should get that out in front right away is that I, I have yet to see anything and no one I know has seen anything that is give us any concern that there's a paranormal world that is anything nobody is communicating with the dead. 
So that's my perspective. But if you want to get into the facts and the details, I'm happy to go there. But my expertise is actually in celebrity psychics and mm-hmm. hot reading. Yeah. Hot reading, that's a good one. Could you tell us a little bit more about hot reading and what that means? Sure. Hot reading is not common. Very few mediums use hot reading knowingly. Some people use hot reading, but they don't realize they're doing it. But hot reading is when you have some information about a person beforehand. So if you were to look them up on social media, which is very common and easy to do, I do it all the time. And when you have that information, you just repeat it back to them as if you're hearing it from the world of the dead. Now, almost everybody listening right now says, no way, I would never do that. Well, I assure you, there are some psychics who commonly do this. When I say unknowingly, what happens when you have had repeat readings? So when you go to somebody and you give them a reading and you've got their information, you know, who's died and, and that kind of thing. And then when you read them a second time, you have that same information. So you are able to pull in the same people and the same situations and the same drama. And that's hot reading, even though you may not realize you're doing that. And that's, in other words, giving a reading to the same person more than once is a form of hot reading because you can't disremember that you've ever had anything, you know, any contact with them. And once, once, once you know something about a person, how do you keep yourself from relaying that same information or something similar happens all the time. And most people are not aware of it. And that's just like when you see someone who you've contacted, made contact with at some point, you know, through business or life in general, and then you see them several years or so later, decade or so later even, and you can you can very easily just draw something from the back of your memory mm-hmm. that's relevant to them. So I, I get, I actually get that. Um, that, yeah. that puts that into context for even, me. Thank even you. if they don't say they remember them. Mm-hmm. In mid-conversation, they could suddenly click in and go, oh, that's right. This is the one that had the sister that did. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. I get that. And um, so the paranormal skepticism, and and I think that's always healthy. And to be honest, my friend Andy, who is a psychic medium, always starts with skepticism. I can't even say it. Skepticism as a start point. He he always looks to mitigate or disprove something as a process of elimination. Is that the angle that you're coming from yourself? Process of elimination. I can't, I can't imagine what, how you would evaluate somebody who says they're a psychic medium. Lots of psychics say I'm a skeptic or I've changed minds of skeptics. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not seeing any of that. It's, it's still, they believe they're communicating with the dead. And how, how would you, how would you have approached that with skepticism? I, I don't, I don't so know how that it, would be. Okay, I think in context of that is, is if we, for example, if we go and do a, um, a paranormal investigation somewhere, and you hear a noise or there's some energy felt or being translated by the technology that's being used in the room, the idea is, or his perspective is, to try and explain that away. Is it logical? Can it be explained away? Or if you can't explain it away as being something natural, then you get into the realms of, well, where does it come from? Okay. So the first thing I would question is, 
what are these devices actually measuring? Because mm-hmm. if you can measure something, then you're saying there's something, I mean, you use the word energy. Energy doesn't mean, what do you mean by energy? Energy and measuring. And so you're saying that there is an object that can be measured. I mean, the whole paranormal world is just fraught with with problems. I mean, if you follow the work of Kenny Biddle, who was a ghost hunter at one time, and now he explains the devices, you know, stud hunters and coal spots. And I mean, come on, you guys, really? Do you do it in the dark? (laughs) Because, you know, that's like the thing the skeptics say is like, why are we having, why are we doing this at two in the morning? And why are we doing this in the dark? Why shouldn't we be doing this in the daylight? with real instruments Absolutely. because uh, if you can measure it then that's something that's testable and that's what we're looking at it's yeah yes i get that and you know, i i'm very much on the page of well why would you do it in the dark the light all the time of day is absolutely irrelevant and the technology that's out there i always ask well how how has someone made the technology to test and measure and give whatever response? And if they've made it that way, how do they test it and measure it and know that the response is what they intended? How do we know that it is giving us what we what we are right. saying? It's you know the information, the, the the words that these devices produce, or the voice replication. Where's it coming from? Well, EVPs. Come on. Spirit boxes, really? I mean, this has all been debunked a long time ago. And it's uh, these gadgets are just, they're just manipulated to, to, well, first off, you have to have a belief in psychics and you have to believe in ghosts. You have to. You can't have a spirit box and saying that it's giving you voices from beyond unless you believe that there are voices from beyond. So you're already behind the eight ball because you already believe. So, I, I anyway anyway i'm sure this is a topic that i don't know we're gonna find agreement on I, <laughs> no, look up it, the it, devices you're using put it that way look up the devices no, you're absolutely using. is there any anything is there any is there any study that shows that it's real other than you know ghost hunting shows and what are they entertainment at the end of the day this is all about entertainment well, see, now there's where I disagree, because what I do is I work in this field as a scientific skeptic, and I'm approaching it from a completely different angle than probably the people who are listening from this. Okay. And I hear that all the time about entertainment. And what I'm dealing with daily are people, almost all of them are women, who are being preyed upon. They're very vulnerable. And there's zero entertainment value in this. These are people who are being manipulated. I just put up a video yesterday with a very sad situation. Thomas John had given a reading to a woman and she was absolutely manipulated to a point where, I mean, I, I was teared up, you know, just listening to it. And it would have been my third or fourth Mm -hmm. time. I also have, have done stings on psychics. I've done multiple stings, caught them, Thomas John, most of the time, because he's a hot reader. He gave an eight-person reading to children as young as six, and he was reading them. Now, this is abuse. That's wrong. This is not entertainment. That's wrong. 
And we were able to catch him because what we did is I put in two children who, because it was from age five to 12, he was reading. And I put in two children who were 12. Well, they were 14, but their parents were right there with them. And we gave him fake information and he repeated the fake information back. But I have a video of him reading two six-year-olds who were crying and, and absolutely terrified about him saying that they were seeing ghosts and spirits and so on. Mm-hmm. And, and then all the readings that I watch and I put up on my YouTube channel, which is called Psychics Explained. And I put these videos and these readings up. These, these women are being absolutely manipulated and the emotions and the, and the grief. These are people who believe they are contacting their dead family members and loved ones and pets. There's no entertainment value. It's almost impossible to watch or listen to these with a smile on your face. Everything is, I can't believe this is happening. This is so abusive. And I would have to agree with what you've just said there. That um, I mean, I'm immediately thinking, how on earth are youngsters even getting there? The, the mothers paid for it. It was $400 a person, and the mothers were... They had to have a, a guardian with them. So they sat there with their mother for two hours during school hours, sitting there listening to the medium. And we watched them because we're, we were there. We were watching them as well. We called it Operation Onion Ring. And that's easy to look up if you want to yeah. do a Google search. I've written about it. So your psychic, or your, sorry, not psychic, your <laughs> paranormal work <laughs> is, is investigating claims of the paranormal and proving or disproving that what's going on is not necessarily always what it's portrayed mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. My speciality is hot reading in the mediumship world. I have lots yep. of friends who have specialities in other areas, but my, my favorite, well, I like UFOs and I like, you know, to investigate that kind of thing too, but my real area of expertise is, is the medium world. Okay. You say you like UFOs. Tell me more about that. <laughs> I find them fascinating, the way people believe in them and and that kind of thing. It's just, you know, it comes down to you need to want to believe, right? Mm-hmm. And then you find the facts that fit and you make the facts fit. Same with mediumship and same with a lot of other paranormal roles, Bigfoot, you know, 9-11, truthers, well, you know, all that kind of thing. It's you start with a belief in something and then it becomes a lot of times it becomes their worldview. Yeah. And then what they do is they want so badly to make it fit that they have a conspiratorial mindset that they will try to find a way of making it fit. And they do because we're humans. We're, we're pattern seeking animals and we will do our best to try to make a pattern fit. And I find this with mediumship constantly where people who I call it a motivated sitter. And that's a person who badly wants to get a reading and the, the psychic medium, the medium will tell them something and the sitter will stretch, I mean, bend over backwards to make it fit. And it's mm-hmm. fascinating to me, that whole mindset of how, how we're able to do that as humans and we can't see that we're doing it. For example, I had a video up on my YouTube channel. It's called Windy versus Windy. And the medium was sitting and telling the woman that her brother had died in a car accident. You know, that was known. We already knew that. And the medium was trying to make an excuse like, 
it was a windy day and that something flew on the on the windshield of this guy's car and that distracted him and he died. Okay, so that's what the medium is telling this woman. But the woman heard the word windy and she immediately seized on that and said, oh, my gosh, my parents live on Windy Lane and it's not that far from where the where this happened. And the medium's like, oh, my gosh, then he definitely is coming through. And where do you get from <laughs> the, yeah. the sitter needs so badly to believe this story that, that is being told her that she seized on the street name of her parents as the word Windy. And then because the medium said the word Windy, then... I, I'm not even sure where yeah. to go with this, but that's how badly some people are so motivated to believe in, in what's happening. A lot of what happens is wordplay. And I, I love listening to readings and you hear the wordplay. It's fascinating how what a person as a sitter perceives that was said. They say, my grandfather came through. My, he knew my, my grandfather's name is Joseph and that he was a fisherman. But when you go back and you listen, and you actually listen, you find out what she said, what the medium said was, I'm getting an older figure here. And then the yep. the sitter says, oh, that was my grandfather. And then, you know, mm -hmm. and somewhere along the line, the name comes up, you know, I'm getting a J name. And the sitter says, yeah, my grandfather's name was Joseph. And, and you know, something about a fish, you know, did, did he ever fish? Oh, yes, he was a fisherman or, you know, any of that stuff. Did your family, anybody in your family ever fish? And the story, once it's repeated back by the sitter is he got my grandfather. His, he said his name was Joseph and he said he was a fisherman. And actually the transcripts and the audio says completely different than what they heard. So that's common. That's common mediumship and that's cold reading. And that's what most mediums do is cold reading. Yeah. Interesting. I'm sitting and I'm processing what you're saying there, and I can relate to hearing people talking in a similar way. And, um, I'd say it, it's where they want to make something fit, isn't it? Is what you're describing there. They, they want, want to, and they to need fit. to. And Many of these people need to make it fit. They are mm -hmm. desperate. A lot of them have are their family members, their close family members have died, and they are lost themselves they are in such grief that maybe in you know years before they may have been more of a critical thinker and wouldn't have you know thought anything of mediumship but now that they're going through grief they're they're just lost and this lockdown that we had you know in the UK you guys had it bad over there we had it bad over here in America and it made it worse because a lot of people aren't necessarily technologically advanced and they didn't have computers and headphones and Zoom accounts. And, and during the pandemic and the lockdown, a lot of people, well, you know, it was scary. COVID was very scary. By the way, no psychic predicted COVID. And I have documented that. And so what we did is the these people are alone. You know, they can't see their, can't go to church. They can't go to their normal social activities. Everything is canceled. You have to wear masks everywhere. And these people are, don't know how to use Zoom. They don't have, a lot of them don't have social media or really how to use it well. And all of a sudden they can't even greet the neighbor down at the end of the walk very easily because everybody's staying in their homes and, 
and were isolated. So that was a shock to a lot of people's systems. And it was a really bad time for loneliness, a lot of loneliness, a lot of death, a lot of fear. Here in America, there's a whole political party that's playing up the idea of fear and people are buying into that. And so, you know, we didn't know what to expect with COVID. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, we were washing our bananas, you know, (laughs) we didn't know know what this was going to, we thought that any young person walking out there was going to get us and we were going to, you know, it was very frightening. And we were getting misinformation and good information all mixed together. And, yeah. and yeah. so it, set, it yeah, certainly made us lonely. all, certainly made us all think, I think at least twice about most things that we're told of late. Oh yeah. Yeah. Be, because you didn't know you, what to question and everything. Absolutely. We did not have, yeah, it was scary. And I mean, I think that's, that's Frank from wherever you, you believe actually of COVID, but we were ill-informed and governments weren't necessarily ready for how to roll out anything, how to give good information. It was, it was, it was awful. And so a lot of people are isolated even further because now they had to, if they want to communicate with their children, grandchildren, they had to do so over the internet. You know, people don't use phones anymore. I mean, it wasn't, I know I don't hardly ever use a phone except to call somebody unless I've already texted them first to make sure it's okay. I can talk to them. But this, this internet age, a lot of people weren't ready for it. So you're very isolated. So yeah, they were looking for, you know, contact and your family members are dying and we couldn't have funerals and we could, you know, it's just, it was bad. So I think that the pandemic really made it worse for people who are seeking out mediumship and and trying to be in contact with people that you know literally were dropped off at the hospital and you never talk to them again the next thing you know they're dead and you're you're back home and you're sick also and so on i mean i just did a a sting the other day that i haven't revealed yet and the medium was a woman who oh there was 10 of us and at least two of the deaths were covid related and the medium it was very interesting. I have I have to process the what I heard, but she was, oh my gosh, the things the the, the sitters were telling her were just <laughs> I don't even know where to process it. But yeah, so people were trying to get in contact with their dead family members who had died of COVID, and one one woman. The medium told one woman, she says, your husband says he's in a better place and this was a good thing. And I'm thinking, am I in him getting COVID and dying at the age of, you know, 50 something was a good thing? He's happy with that? I mean, really? You said that to this woman? Come on now. That's not helping her out. And there's nothing entertaining about that. It was just. No, no, no. I, I, I agree. And nothing, um, nothing pleasant about it at all. No, no. In, in, yeah, that, that, that's actually, that's very interesting. So you, you say you, you mentioned the word stings there. So one of, oh, yeah, one several of the of them. things that you do is, um, is, is you seek out people perceived to be frauds and set out then to prove that or, yes. Or what, how do you Absolutely. end up doing a sting on someone? I'm, I'm really curious and interested in that without asking for Well, Tracy. it's fascinating. Oh. Okay. Well, the, the one we did was, in the New York Times magazine a few years ago, 
that was called Operation Pizza Roll. That was Thomas John. Uh-huh. And then we followed up with that also in the New York Times, same article with Operation Peach Pit with a different psychic, Matt Frazier. And we, the premise of it is, and this is all public, so it's not something that I'm, I'm hiding or somebody can't look up. But when you're dealing with a hot reader, somebody who reads social media, then what you need to do is you need to give them some social media to read that's fake. Okay, so what we did is we created fake Facebook profiles. Well, I didn't. I have a team of people who works with me. And they created a fake Facebook profile and several other fake Facebook profiles. And they filled them with information and a fictitious scenario. They said I had a twin brother whose name was Andy who had died of pancreatic cancer a few years before. And then they then other Facebook pages, which were also fake, would talk about their daily life and their, you know, their work and to look really real. And we did this for a while. We've done this with many stings. Mm-hmm. So we've had these Facebook pages for a long time and they have a long history and they're interacting with each other. And after the stings over, we close the, we change the account names, we hide things so we can use them again for others. But anyway, what we did in this case was we went to go see Thomas John and I didn't know anything about Thomas John. He just happened to be in a location where I uh, was going to be at the time. And we put this together and we gave him some information. And I and my boyfriend, Mark Edward, went to go see the psychic. But we didn't know what was on the Facebook pages. We had to double blind it because we don't want him to be able to say later that he read our minds or whatever. So yeah. we are given enough information to be able to raise our hand when he calls on us. But after that, it's all we're just listening and we're agreeing to everything he says. And then you fake yeah. cry so that you can go on. But anyway, it's all recorded. It's all up on my website and you can hear him spending 15 minutes talking to Mark Edward and myself about what is on the Facebook page. And it gets to a point where I don't have a clue what the answers are because I don't know what's on the Facebook pages. Yeah, And so that's how we caught him. And then, there's other ways of going going about it and going into you know further detail of other psychics as well. But Thomas John is notoriously easy to catch because he's just reading Facebook and or he's doing Google searches or he's one case he did. He went to the YouTube channel for somebody. Um, I've seen him. Oh, we have his desktop, too. He's done he's done some what's it called? Uh, mediumship classes. And in one mediumship class. His he's showing his desktop because you're screen sharing, right? And he clicks a button and a, the search button for Google and a drop down menu comes down of his past searches. And of course, we can stop the screen. You can screenshot that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, screenshot it and you can look and you can see he's been looking up obituaries yeah. for people in different places. And then also on his desktop, he showed briefly his inbox, which because we we have a recording of all this, we can see his inbox and we can see he has a reading panel on it. And on the reading panel, we can see he's using, he's got some bookmarked obituaries. He's also for random people. And he's also got, he uses in, Intellis, which is a search engine that you use for finding people, you know, like private investigative yep. detail phone number lookup and thing like that. He's got that bookmarked on his page. All of these are on my website and also on my YouTube channel. And you can see these 
for yourself. You can watch the video. I have a, I have the video up on my YouTube channel that shows him telling his followers, can you guys see my desktop now? Okay. Now here's where, and he starts on with this lesson, but he's showing the desktop. If you, <laughs> it's only there briefly, but yeah. when you're able to screenshot something and stop a video, you can see it and blow it up and look yes, at it, take course. a good look at it. So we know he's hot reading and we've gotten, and we've caught him multiple times. Like I said, we caught him in Operation Onion Ring where he was um, hot readed, hot read the children that I sent. And that had nothing to do with Facebook. We used email. So we've done this with multiple other psychics. So you can catch hot readers. They're the easiest to catch. Cold reading is a little more difficult because they're cold reading, which you have to do with a cold reader is you have to really do multiple investigations. Like you're watching them for a very period, long period of time and you can see the pattern, the wordplay. And you can, you can see how they're manipulating the words and they're manipulating it. Like I said earlier with windy versus windy and so on. So, so cold reading is, is not so much easy to catch because it's not, there's no false information in there, but you, but you can catch it if you have enough information, you followed the same person over and over and you can, you can see them, you can see how they're doing it. And it gets down to, Mm-hmm. What you're saying is like it's like a repeating pattern, but it's a more complex oh, one. Oh yes, the coins, the cardinals. I mean, Suzanne Northrup is another person I've spent a lot of time with, and she she's constantly doing the same thing. She brings up the rose. Is it a rose? Is it a flower? Is it a person's name? You know, she's always doing that. She says something about a car that was handed down, and you know, it, it's the same trope she uses over and over. These psychic mediums are are skilled at this. It's a skill. And you have to remember they've done thousands, if not tens of thousands of readings. So some of it is just rote memorization. They're just like, they open their mouth and something comes out and they're not even thinking about it like John Edward would do. But others are, you know, it's their common, they go to, you know, who planted a tree in their memory and who is it who has a, a bench where somebody's bought a bench and they put a label on it. And you know which tropes are coming from which psychic because they get used to saying the same thing all the time. You're like, oh, okay, well, Tyler Henry's saying the same thing. Oh, he's, he said that like I've got that like on video four or five times or he's using that same thing that's coming through from the dead. And you're like, really? It's coming from <laughs> the dead is telling you the exact same thing to say to the person. How many times now are we talking about? So, yeah, so that's cold reading. It's harder to catch, but it's it's easy to catch on to what's happening. And then, of course, the sitter, who's always motivated, says, oh, that's so genuine. That's so real. Of course, I believe it. You know, and you're like, oh, come on, really? You believe that? Let me sell you a, a bridge in New York or something. You know, it's come on. <laughs> this is just, you're an adult, you know, so get get over it. Start start growing up here and seeing what's actually happening. And they're taking your money and they're preying on your vulnerability and your grief. Okay. Very interesting. <laughs> set, I'm sure you, your listeners set, are going, oh my gosh, this woman. Nah, just, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be, they're not going to the be happy with me, but please check me out and please reach out to me. I'm happy to have a conversation. And Susan, that's, that's fabulous. You know, the, the whole point of this particular podcast, you know, is, is to share perspectives from many different facets and angles think from a personal point of view Mm -hmm. 
why I mentioned about energy earlier. I think the one thing is that really sort of resonates with me is who's to say that we are the only ones? And that, that's kind of a curiosity from my perspective. How can, how can we be the only intelligent life source? Well, or is that, I mean, is that a whole it, different subject? <laughs> yeah, but the thing, it is a different subject, but you know, it gets into the idea of, how would you live your life differently? I mean, do you want to believe in false things or do you want to believe in facts? And I'm of the the University of James Randi, and I want to be as best as I can to believe in in that that we're living in a world that is rational and understandable, and we can think about things in a way that makes sense. And the idea of living in a, I mean, if if you believe in things just because it feels like you want to or, or there's no evidence to it then you're you're you could say well we're living in a snow globe and some and and some giant is picking us up and that's why it snows is somebody's shaking up the snow globe or we're in the matrix or no we're actually in a hollow earth or no we're in an alternative you know yeah. galaxy or an alternative universe at, at some point it's a constant like well none of that is provable and if if you can if you can say okay well i want to live in this world where i believe that you can communicate with the dead okay that's nice but then that's the same valid statement as saying i believe in smurfs and smurfs and elves and things like that live and they interact with us and then the other person can say well i believe in little people and little people live in this and then other people would say well actually we're in an alternative universe and everything is the opposite of what i mean at a certain point you have to say that's nice that's science fiction enjoy your enjoy that fantasy you're living in yeah. but i want to live where we know as much as we can know what is the what is rational I don't want to be taken advantage of and I don't want other people to be taken advantage of because I see this constantly where these almost all women are being manipulated and they're being it's 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 painful painful it's like seeing I don't know if you've watched the spammer channels you know you start watching a video on youtube and the next thing you know you've got 50 50 of these where somebody will say they're getting a message on their computer screen that says call microsoft you know customer service somebody has has oh well, into your account. Hacked, yeah they're well, hacking into their the computer hacked, and so you've got a whole world of people who are clicking on it and saying oh my gosh i better call up this number and they get somebody in a you know india or wherever and then they're 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 mailing i watched a whole bunch of videos where they're actually taking the money they go to the bank withdraw the money stick it in a box and they mail it to london or someplace and the person in london opens the box and then takes it you know takes a share and the other part goes to a scammer the scammer in india or wherever and you're watching this happen and then there's these people who watch it who you know with their headsets on their computers all around them and they can they can get into the computer systems and they're watching these vulnerable vulnerable people get a phone call and they hear the whole thing and that's how i feel is that you're watching this scam play out in front of you and in most cases you're absolutely incapable of helping them because well number one they're not going to listen to you they're going to double down 
And they're going to say, yeah. oh, no, no, my psychic is real, you know, and I want to live in a world where psychics are real. Okay, that's nice. Well, you are vulnerable. You're setting yourself up for this, this the phishing scandal. You know, if you can believe that, well, then can you believe that whenever you call up on the phone that it's actually Microsoft or Amazon? I mean, it's I know people don't like to be called out that way but you know if somebody contacts you on facebook and they say i love your smile and and i'd like to get to know you better and you know i have some cryptocurrency to sell you or could you loan me a hundred dollars send me some gift cards this is the kind of manipulation that's happening to people who are in vulnerable situations either they do not understand technology well and they're falling for phishing scandals or they're lonely and they don't understand that's the person they're talking to on Facebook is not who they say they are. It's a stolen profile. It's a stolen this or that. Or you, you people fall for these multi-level marketing scams. Hey, you know, buy into this product and here just, you know, you can go sell it to your friends and family. And then it's a multi-level marketing pyramid scam. And these scams have been going here with humankind since, you know, human could, could you know take the money from somebody else or take the yeah. take the goat or the the whatever it is that they were bartering with it's always been where humans have wanted to have the advantage over somebody else so this is where i'm at is i'm at a point where i can see the tricks i can see it it's i have the facts i have the screenshot i have the audio i have everything but if you want to believe that you're actually talking to Amazon support and that you need to mail them your money. Okay. You have the right to do that. You're an adult, mm -hmm. but it's not helping the economy. <laughs> but it, you're at a point where you, you have this happening to you and it allows it to happen to other people. I get that constantly people tell me they're helping people. I hear that all the time. How dare you take away this from somebody? And my, my response is, Banachek, who's a mentalist, he says the same thing. He says, I could give you crack cocaine and you will feel good, but that doesn't make it right. Right. You know, you're, that's not good for you. It is not good for you. And that's how I feel. If you're an adult, a rational adult, you should approach life as best you can and living in a fantasy world where you are talking to your you think you're talking to your dead loved ones. Okay. You feel good. You got off the phone. Somebody just lied to you. So whether they believe they're lying to you or not is not important. You were just lied to. And so now what? You're going to go through life glowing. Okay. Let them glow. Let them believe that they were speaking to the dead. But it comes to a point where Everybody else around you knows that you were fooled. Everybody else is like, oh, well, okay, so we're just going to pretend that Joanne over here was talking to her dead dad. Those decisions, once you get into that fantasy world, you're, goal, you're, you're, you're vulnerable for everything else. The next time the, the, somebody contacts you on Facebook and says they're, you know, they like your smile and they'd like to get in contact with you. Okay. Well, you're just setting yourself up. We're adults, we need to make decisions, and we need to make the best rational decisions we possibly can, meaning let's not play pretend, uh -huh. right? 
And that's how I feel. It's, it's, we're pretending. And if we all want to believe in a Santa Claus or whatever you want to believe in, okay, so, you know, Sean wants to believe in Santa Claus. Let's let him believe in Santa Claus. Everybody else just whisper behind his back that he's believing. You know what I mean? It's just not right. But if you want to believe it, go for it. But just don't, don't try to vote and try to make decisions for me because I know you're, you're living with a mindset that is just a fantasy. I hear your passion in your position coming through in that explanation. I just don't like to see people taken advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when people are taken advantage of, it harms everyone. I care deeply about people and I don't like seeing this happen. And the idea that there are genuine mediums, I'd love to know how you would evaluate a genuine medium because we've never found one. So the burden of proof is on the person making the claim. So the more that, you know, the bigger the claim, if somebody says that they can transport themselves from place A to place B in a snap of finger, that's an extraordinary claim. So the burden of proof is on the person making that claim. So if you have mediums that are genuine, how do, how do you evaluate that? And how do you know? Because the premise you're starting with is that you can connect to the dead. And same with ghosts. If you say that you're connecting to ghosts, well, first define a ghost. What is a ghost? What is it? Is it a, is it a floating apparatus wearing clothing? Is it, is it a shadow? Is it a cold spot? Is it, what is this ghost thing that people say they're investigating? How can you investigate something if it isn't defined? And how come worldwide each culture has a different definition of this thing? And, and if it's all antidotes, antidotes are not evidence so we have to get to a point where all right are we all are you all just kind of pretending or do you guys really believe that you're communicating with the dead which is the same thing as ghosts ghosts if you say you see ghosts and you're investigating well what does that even mean how 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 can you know if you're using little devices that go beep and and you know measure temperatures and whatnot and i i it's it's like a game. It's like everybody's playing Pokemon Go or something. I, yep. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get uh, why people believe I mean, this stuff. If you want to believe it because it's a social thing and it's fun, okay. But admit that. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. And I think I'm not going to go down this particular rabbit hole because I think we, we're kind of getting there time wise, to be honest. But mm-hmm. it's the same perspective, I suppose, on, on the religious front. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, religion has been here to control us. It's a way of explaining the world in a way that we weren't able to understand. Men wrote these religious texts for us to explain it. And, you know, the UK, you guys aren't very religious over there. America is very religious in a lot of ways. And absolutely, it's it's religion in mass is taught to control to explain, but we have, we have ways of understanding now. I mean, we don't have to go back and believe that, you know, you can't eat this kind of animal. Well, I understand that if they wrote it and saying, don't eat this animal because this animal was actually, it killed people because of the, 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 you know, like pigs and stuff like that. They say that they were very unclean and that yes, it did kill people because the, well, I don't want to go into it, but the, the, 
you know, it was dangerous for people. So I can see them saying, don't eat pigs. But then it kind of got to don't eat pigs because of this reason. And now it's, we understand why it was dangerous to eat pig because pork, I should say pork, because that's the correct term. But we can, we can fix that now. We can understand. So it's kind of that same idea that yes, of course, religion is, is tied to this as well. If you're willing to believe it for comfort, and you're willing to believe in religion because it's a social construct and you feel less alone. You have your community. That's, that's fine. But just kind of admit it. Don't, don't make up laws that say that I have to follow your religious belief because you believe it. That's not, that's not valid. I'm, I'm my own being. I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to go with your laws just because you're living in a fantasy world. Absolutely. I think on that note, Susan, that's a perfect place for us to take a pause. Thank you very much for joining us. I loved your different take on this. And this is absolutely what the podcast is intended to be. It's to give people an opportunity to talk about things from different perspectives. And I really appreciate you doing that today. No problem. If anybody wants to reach out to me, my name is Susan Gerbic. You can find me at susangerbic.org. You can find my YouTube channel at Psychics explained i am always open for a conversation 